This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. For tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life, whatever's on your heart. All you need to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, numerically at 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel San Antonio mobile app. And once again, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Because it's Thursday, this is the date day edition of the program. That means my beautiful wife, Paula, is live in studio. Welcome to the program. Thank you, baby. Thank you very much. Yeah, we have a big confession to make today, and I'll let Pastor Ron talk about that. But um, yeah, it's been a good day today. (laughs) Well, it was it was a good day yesterday. It was. This point. You, you know, this is where we get to embarrass ourselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, I mentioned on the air, was our 48th wedding anniversary. Yep. September 16th, 1972. Yep. Um, she said, I do, and I said, I do, and we've been together. Actually, we were together we before We were together mm-hmm, March 20th, 1970, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, we just happened to get married on September sixteenth, nineteen seventy two, and um, and so yesterday was our wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only problem is both of us forgot we completely sure about did. it. We sure did. My little sister Alicia is the one who said, "Happy anniversary! We love you and and you know glad about the church and your teaching and your leadership and all that stuff." And I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> it's our anniversary." What happened, Pastor Ron? What what happened? Because that never well, happened before. Never, uh, even when I was Ron the jerk. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I, I had enough guilt. Mm-hmm. But 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 he, here's the thing: it wasn't. It, we both did. Yeah, we it, both. It's it's. Um, you you we we went through our regular routine in the morning. Mm-hmm. You drove up here to bring some stuff to me, and we read the Bible together, and we do stuff. Mm-hmm. And from the car, you called me, mm-hmm. and you said, "Hey, babe, mm-hmm. happy anniversary." <laughs> And I thought, no, it's Friday. Uh-huh. Now, I didn't forget September 16th was our, our anniversary. Yeah. I just thought it was Friday. Mm-hmm. I thought that tomorrow was our anniversary. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, a great lesson. Jesus kind of took me out to the woodshed yesterday a little bit mm. and talked to me about, about priorities. Um, we're really busy. Um, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Our lives are completely full. We're, we're dealing with all kinds of other people's issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are afraid, people who are going through really difficult things, and it just never seems to end. Mm-hmm. And um, I won't say this is what happened with you, but for me, I just didn't stop and take the time to remember the things that are most important mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And um, those priorities, Jesus is always sort of, of, of sort of poking saying, you know, remember the, the, the main things. Mm-hmm. And I think over the years, we've done a really good job making sure you're my best friend and we hang out together. And mm-hmm. at least from my perspective, it's fun. may may not be fun for you <laughs> at all. But at least from my perspective, it's fun. Um, but it was just one of those things where uh, yesterday and in the, in the, the few days prior, 
um, were just a whirlwind of things that were going on. And I just never stopped to look at a calendar. I never stopped to think about the time, what day it is. And uh, I was mortified. You know, again, we're both at fault here. But um, it's my responsibility, first and foremost, uh, to make sure that you never feel forgotten Mm -hmm. or that you never feel overlooked. And, um, you know, we had kind of a, a, a... I almost said a good laugh, but it wasn't a good laugh, sort of a morose laugh Mm. over it yesterday. But the truth is, we just took our eyes off the things that were the most important for a moment. And and sometimes serving Jesus, we get caught up in those things, and we forget to walk in the Spirit. We forget to ask the Lord what's His priority. Now, uh, I was out with the Lord. I did my running, my walking, and praying. Mm -hmm. And... um, I'm sure, I'm absolutely certain that if I would have, with ears to hear, it said, okay, Lord, what about me and what about today? What, what, what do you, is there anything you want to say to me? Mm-hmm. I think he probably would have said, would you go home and tell Precious <laughs> happy anniversary that you love her and it's a privilege to be married to her? <laughs> so it was just one of those things. Mm-hmm. And, and um, um, I was sufficiently in a holy way whipped. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, there's no reason to think that'll ever happen again. But what sure happened yesterday, and it, you know, it wasn't one of us; it was both of us. Yeah. Just because this is the time that we live in, there's mm-hmm. so many pressing issues. There's so many things in people's lives. Um, we, we routine is a good thing sometimes, mm-hmm. but not if if Jesus can't shake you out of the routine, then that routine has become injurious. Yeah. And um, so. Uh, I, I I know I must have said I'm sorry to you yesterday a dozen times. And, and you know what, Pastor Ron, you teach this. When you apologize, let it go. You know, Jesus don't say, doesn't say. Remember, you you already asked me for forgiveness. I, I let it I, go. I'm I'm not doing guilt. <laughs> okay. But we're talking about it today. Yeah, okay. So so the 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 idea is, um, you stay connected mm-hmm. at the hip to Jesus. Yeah. And and you're going to do the right things, and you're going to remember remember the things that are priorities. Yeah, I, I, you didn't hurt my feelings at all. In fact, um, because I forgot as well. But I'm not. I don't know if I'm like that. Where I can't believe you forgot our anniversary. You know. Yeah, well, we, I don't think we, I'm, yeah, we've never been anniversary or Christmas or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, our birthdays. birthdays and stuff like that. Nothing yeah. special. Every day is special yeah, for us. And yeah. I don't mean to sound trite. And, no, I got you. And gooey like that, but, mm-hmm. but, but. We really live out the reality that every day is the same. Yeah. But still, there are some things. And I've never missed I didn't miss March 20th. The day we no, met. We sure celebrate didn't. that. Mm-hmm. That was the day that both of our lives changed. Yeah. But, and uh, you've always, like, like when Ronnie was a little kid, as soon as my eyes open up, in fact, sometimes in the middle of the night, you know, when, you, when you're older and you have to get up in that, you'll, you'll say, Happy anniversary, baby, you know. Mm-hmm. And so this time you didn't. But this time, no, for me, it wasn't a priority thing. Um, what do I say? It's not going to get any better. <laughs> it's not going to get any better, but here's, here's what I was going through. Um, I was spending time with my first husband, and I was thinking, oh, man, what am I going to wear tonight? Because it's Mexico's Independence Day. It didn't even dawn on me that it was our anniversary, September 16th, because I had talked to Evelyn, and she's, you know, wearing her Mexican clothing this week. And so I was thinking, oh, what should I wear tonight, you know, to church? And uh, A dashiki. <laughs> <laughs> and it just didn't hit me that, you know, and like you're saying, if I would have said, because I did say, Lord, what about me? What about today? I did not hear him say. Tell the man happy anniversary. I didn't hear him say, was I not listening or was, you know. But, but our kids texted you and said <laughs> yeah. happy anniversary or something like that. Yeah, Terry, our younger son, who has, <clears throat> I don't think ever, since we've been in Texas, Texas happy. I mm. think the Lord was just trying to say, okay, y'all, <laughs> <laughs> you and Ron need to get it together. <laughs> because, I mean, seriously, Ron, you have always been the first one to say, it's our day. Happy anniversary. You, I think for all of the years, you've been the one. And so this, that you missed this one, it's okay. <laughs> Don't miss 50. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One, be there. Come quickly, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? 
that's not going to get any better. But yeah, you're, and that's, you know, I, I was praying the other day, even with you. And I said, you know, I want to fall more in love with Jesus. And of course, as that happens, fall more in love with you. But I remember many, many years ago, when you first got saved, the Lord had to remind me, who do you love more, the gift or the gift giver? And so I don't real, really think that my priority— And by gift, you mean answering you, your prayers for 13 years? Yes, of, of yes. From, mm-hmm. You finally got it together, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but um, I don't want to make you an idol either. And so um, maybe he was answering that prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Hey, if you've done anything really stupid, please call us and yeah, we'll help feel, us out. Yeah, we'll feel better. We'll feel better. But if you have any questions about anything today, three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free eight seven seven six three zero K S L R. You know, Paula, um, we husbands, uh, and it's in in the world that we live in. It's not just husbands anymore. We have working husbands, working wives. Um, uh, sometimes working more than one job, each yeah. of them just to make yeah. ends meet. Uh, and, and so, again, the routine is not a bad thing. Uh, we get up, we know what we're going to do, mm-hmm. but we've got to remember, um, first of all, our commitment to Jesus, and secondly, we've got to remember the people that are closest to us. Yeah. And the the whole point behind having today being the date day edition of the program goes all the way back to the beginning of our ministry. Mm-hmm. You know I used to work 100-plus hour weeks. Yeah. Before I got saved. Average 105. Yeah. And um, um, you were afraid um, that even as a Christian, um, I was just going to be a workaholic doing Jesus' work. Yeah. And you'd sort of get left behind. Mm -hmm. And the Lord knew that. And and many, many, many years ago, from the beginning of Mm -hmm. us coming to Texas, Mm -hmm. the Lord made it clear to me that we need to establish a date day. And it's not that we do exciting things. You know, we're old and getting older. Pastor Ron. I'm not old. Okay, well, I, I'm getting old. Okay. Then. Okay, but but um, you know, it's not like we 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 have super plans or we organize things. A lot of times, we're just sort of hanging out together and and um, just not really having anything else to do. Mm-hmm. It's really good in our life, mm-hmm. and um, so we've been doing this for a long, long time. And and yet yesterday, when a milestone like that goes by, and neither one of us. Mm-hmm even had a thought about it. It was just like any other Wednesday. And again, I can't explain to you why. I mean, September has gone so fast already. Mm -hmm. I I can't explain why I thought Friday was our anniversary. Um, But what did you say? It's not going to get better? It's not going to get better. (laughs) And you know what? There's just, like like you were saying, there's just so much going on. You know, your mind is, is on what our world is going through. As you go to bed, you know, even some of the nightmares are about the dumb stuff that's going on. And then you wake up, you know, um, and there it is. And, uh, you know, you're concerned about people in the church. You're concerned about health issues of other people, all that stuff. And sometimes the ones who are the closest to you take a back seat. Again, that's not an excuse, but, but, um, you know, we are concerned jointly about the spiritual health of people. Yeah. Um, You know, isolation, we've said over and over, is not good, not healthy for people. We're concerned uh, that people are alone and sort of 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 just drifting away from the Lord. Those mm-hmm. things consume us, and yeah. we, we pray for people all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. I'm consumed by the ones I'm even seeing. <clears throat> Because I'm just seeing them, their eyes, for the most part. We're not fellowshipping like we used to. We, you're not really touching and uh, communicating mm. in a deep way like we used to. Six months of this, mm. even people who are here at the church, there's still that separation. Yeah, and, and these are people, Paul, and I'd like you to go into a little bit of detail on this. Um, um, pe- people that... that we're like our kids mm-hmm. or brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not talking about strangers. No. We're talking about people that we've shared the most intimate things with mm-hmm. and love each other. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we had a, 
uh, five that sometimes stretch a little longer than that meet and greet time where we could talk and introduce mm-hmm. ourselves to new people. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and those things are so important. And now we've got people coming back to church. Um, we look at each other like dummies because we don't know what to do. We want to hug and people stick out an elbow mm-hmm. or a fist. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's just not the same. It's not the same. And, and looking only at people's eyes through masks worried about, well, this person is really hurting, and if I hug them, other people are going to see. And, and, and you know, we're not suppo- we're supposed to be doing that. Um, this is truly a satanic attack yeah. on the church. I, I totally agree. Um, and there's been some people um, who just insist on hugging me, and this is what I'm having to say, with my hands, my arms down to my side, saying, you notice I'm not hugging them back. That shouldn't be, you know. And, yeah, there's a definite definite separation, you know, um, even at the church. And, and our church, which has been for 25 years famous for its love yeah. and hospitality and welcoming spirit, yeah. um, um, our church today is no different than other churches. And the love that has always been the signature of Calvary Chapel of San Antonio has been stolen from us by by caveat. It's been stolen from us. And and again, make no mistake, this is Satan working behind the scenes. Uh, The people that he's using don't know that Satan is behind Mm -hmm. what they're doing. Um, But I think for me, Paula, the, 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 the most painful thing is how we who are believers in Jesus Christ are so easily and completely falling into the enemy's trap. And, and this church, uh, you know, all I want to do is hug him. I had a man come to me with tears in his eyes. Hadn't been here for two months. Tears in his eyes saying, I just really need to hug you. What am I going to say? No. And I'm not at all concerned about my health. I'm not at all concerned about it. But we have to start looking over our shoulder and thinking about, well, what's somebody else thinking? Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor Ron doesn't care about my health. Pastor Ron, you know. So, so those are the things that, that we have to be aware of. And, and it has been consuming. Yeah. I miss our church. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. We, the pastor's wives are going to be going at the end of this month. Uh, and praise the Lord, there's there's eight of us, and we we got an Airbnb. Um, we have the whole house; it's four bedrooms, and we're gonna I'm gonna take the pastor's wives away so that we can reconnect, and that um, we're gonna pray. I'm gonna pray that the Lord will refresh us, encourage us, um, because we need to be the ones who set the example um, of of God's faithfulness. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to be able to, you know, it's been um, sad, you know, where people are coming to church and some adults are coming, but they don't dare bring their children. Um, But um, at least they're taking the step. But we as the leaders... um, we need to be the most faithful. Yeah, and, and two things, and, and one of them is just for you and your and the, and the ladies. Mm-hmm. But but when we talk about setting the example, it's not just setting the example of well, we're going to obey the law. We're going to be. It, but we, we the, the example we need to set is love. Yeah. We've got to be the vulnerable ones. We've got to be the ones that are out there. We've got to be the ones that open our arms for the people who are lost, hurting, hungry, broken, needy, and confused and fearful. And fearful. We, we've got to be those people. And, um, um, you know, it's just too easy. We have all so easily been swept up in this overwhelming amount of news and the, the different stories that are being told by different entities. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, we're scared. And um, our fear has trumped our faith in the Church of Jesus Christ, the one place we would expect faith to over, overcome and overwhelm, mm-hmm. um, our fear 
has trumped our faith and the churches, not just our church, but churches are suffering. By the time we get back from this, churches will have been closed, many of them for well over a year, um, out of fear. So, so setting the example in loving and walking by faith, trusting in the Lord, uh, is really important. I've, I've used, in talking to you before, the example of, of uh, Dr. Peter and Dr. Sheba and the, the staff at Malta Medical. You know, their door is open every day, and sick people are coming there every day. <laughs> sick people. And we want people to get saved. We want people to experience the love of Jesus. Can you imagine if they stood behind plexiglass or if they uh, talked to him with masks on and, and, and wouldn't take the time to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them, to, to convince them that God loves them? If, if they let fear stop them, well, there'd be no point in having a clinic at all. So these are just the kind of things that have been overwhelming and not blaming, forgetting about our uh, anniversary on that, but... Um, what we really and truly need to do or what we truly need to do is remember our responsibility to God to rightly represent him we're, we're his ambassadors the other thing that we deal with is and we've 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 lost the ability to minister to uh, some children because fear has caused uh, people who have been so faithful in serving the Lord here that's, at the church. That's been my biggest issue. Um, uh, they, they've been so faithful for so many years, mm-hmm. but suddenly we get bombarded with all this news about COVID-19, and they don't keep their promises. They don't keep their commitments. And and now it's not just adults that are suffering. It's kids that are suffering. In our church, um, um, this is the hardest thing for a pastor to say, our church isn't the same church. And we got to get back where we were because that's where Jesus is. Jesus doesn't change. And unfortunately, we have. Hey, we're almost at the end of the first half of the program. 340-9585. We'd love any questions that you might have or any input. Uh, as we said a moment ago, Paula, if anybody's done anything really dumb, that <laughs> might make us feel a little bit better. But uh, all you need to do is call us, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paul, a couple minutes. Okay, yeah. You know, I was listening to the show, of course, yesterday, and I was listening to the the lady who's evidently must be married to a a jerk, and she's wanting to divorce. You know, give me some reason. Come on, Pastor Ron. You could find something in there that would excuse me from this, this union. And yet, you know, she didn't list any valid, reasons and so what do you say sometimes she's stuck (laughs) emotional (laughs) abuse (laughs) but you know i was just thinking about that and uh and i i'm sure you did refer first corinthians 7 you know where the lord says okay believing wife if you know like for you and me we were both unbelievers when we got married um and then you know i got saved 48 years ago yes 48 years ago yesterday (laughs) Now, we, now we're going to overdo it, right? <laughs> That's right, 48 years ago yesterday. But um, the Lord says, you know, how, how, wife, do you not know that your husband will be saved? Because the Lord wants to use that um, believing spouse in, in that marriage. Um, and he tells us, you know, if we will just trust him. And for wives, of course, you know, in First Peter 3, wives... Um, just live the life without words. <laughs> <laughs> now you're asking too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, he said something, so I have to come back, you know. Um, and, you know, I can be a little quick-lipped as well. Uh, but the Lord said, I don't, I don't want you to do that. Just If you could just live the life, uh, uh, a quiet, um, confident uh, hope in me, Jesus, God, Father, Holy Spirit. I'll be working. But if you continue to uh, do your own thing and expect, you know, to change him, um, it's not going to work out. Things are going to get worse. You'll just keep going around in that same circle. And uh, the Lord says, will you trust me? 
And so there you go. The only person we can change in a marriage is ourselves. So it takes a long time sometimes because that's a difficult thing to do, um, <clears throat> especially when the scenario stays the same. But you don't have to stay the same. I've been listening to this song. It says, do you want to be happy? Do you want to be happy? And the, the, the main thing is let go and let, let say, Jesus, take the wheel. I can't not, um, I can't change anybody else. And if I really want to be happy, I've got to change. I, it can't be about the circumstances. It's got, about, got to be about me and my relationship with the Lord. We have 30 minutes left in the day-to-day edition of the program, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. We'd love your calls. We'll be back in two minutes. If you have questions about the Bible, you can send them to Pastor Ron and he'll answer them on the air or reply directly to you. Email your questions to PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for staying with us, 340-9585. Paula, before you kind of go with what you're going to do next, we have a question that just came in from Ariana from our email inbox, and she says, I'm pregnant and have a lot of back pain. My insurance only has male doctors, and my husband does not feel comfortable with that. What do we do? Do I continue with the pain, or do we have grace in this area? You've been pregnant. Yep, and I've had both kind of doctors. And, yeah, it's really uncomfortable, you know, with uh, a male doctor in this area. And yet, the baby has to come. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and if your insurance only has male doctors, what are you going to do? So, yes, we have grace in this area. Um, and, you know, I can't imagine that uh, that she, the doctor, I mean, that, that the husband wouldn't want her to have some relief. And when the baby is going to be born, who's going to help? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we do have grace in that. And just pray for your husband. Um, husband, if you're listening, um, this is not a sexual thing at all, um, that somebody else is looking at your wife. He's not looking at your wife in this way at, at all. In fact, I, I feel bad for male doctors who are in this line of work after a while. Uh, but, no, she, she needs to uh, get some comfort and some relief. And, um, you know, you're a Christian. It's time to grow up and, yeah. I'm glad you said that. It's time to grow up. And Ariana, I won't address you other than to say I'm sure the doctor is not going to be looking there um, to to deal with your back pain. Mm-hmm. But um, this is one of those issues for for your health, for the baby's health. Um, you need to go to the doctor. This is that's what they're for. For your husband, and Paul said, "Grow up." He did. She didn't mean that in a in a dismissive way. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where we've got to get over our own insecurities. We've got to trust the Lord with these kind of things. And um, if, he, if he's provided you insurance, uh, those doctors are qualified to do what you need to do. Please, 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 um, check your heart on this issue. It, it seems that this is more about you than it is about uh, your wife. And she's the one who needs to be comfortable. She's the one who is the patient and needs to be attended to. Uh, And whatever that takes, you should be absolutely great with that. So, um, Ariana, I'll actually be praying for both of you on this one. I I don't like when I hear questions like this. Well, Paula? Yeah. Okay. We got a phone call? We got a phone call. Let me go see who's there. We got line one, Harold from San Antonio. Harold, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello, uh, Pastor Ron. I heard your comment at the very beginning about the hi, Paula. Uh, you know, hi. about the church. Uh, hello, and everything that seems to be going on about not being able to go to church as much. 
as far as our family, our older family, we're not a really good huggy bunch. But since my son's been born, of course, we hug a lot. But it just seems like there is something going on with the church or any religion. Anybody that has anything to do with any kind of religion, uh, we shouldn't be doing it right now. You know, someone wants all the Christians in the face. Wait, and I'm being—I'm not being serious about this. I mean, it seems kind of strange. I, I was just wondering, wonder, would it be non-Christian people that are, you know, all these problems with the church? I'm not saying don't be safe, don't wear a mask, uh, all the things that we have to do. But it's just, why is it the church or religious? places, even synagogues, that people, we don't want you to go there because we don't want you to get sick. But there's a lot of other places open. And you would think the church would be the safest place. I do think there are some people or the organization that, I'm not saying they're trying to break up the church, but they're trying to test, like, the faith of the church or the faith of the of the person or or the uh, individual. It's really nerve-wracking to think, you know, all of a sudden the church is being protected from all this. And we actually have God for that. But anyway, I have a lot more in my mind, but I better let you go and maybe expand on that if you'd like. Thank you, Harold. God bless you for that. Right. You know, I, I'm I'm going to be as direct as I possibly can. This is a demonic attack on the Church of Jesus Christ. We're watching our country fall apart before our eyes with breathtaking speed. And we who are Christian shouldn't be surprised at what we're experiencing. And instead of fighting, and I'm not talking about fighting the government, I'm not talking about protesting, I'm, but fighting spiritually. Our, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the, the, the spirit realm. Um, we're letting the circumstances in our world change who we are and change the way we relate to one another. And um, when we stop loving one another, when we stop being vulnerable, when we are unwilling to, um, to hug people that need it, that's our job. And we've, we've just sort of waved the white flag of surrender and believe me, the devil is is wringing his hands with joy um, because uh, in these last days, the last hours of the last days, he's watching the church grow impotent. First Corinthians 13 says, if you have all power, if you can do all miracles, if you have the, the wisdom to solve all knowledge, all, all problems, but haven't got love, you have nothing. And we can say, well, we still love one another, but we're just being careful. Um, loving one another is sacrificing self. Loving one another is meeting people where they need to be met rather than meeting people so that you will be safe. And it, we've, just, we've just lost our way, Harold, and um, there, there is no explanation other than this is demonic and the government authorities at whatever level they are. Um, um, Satan has moved the hearts and minds of, of people far more powerful than the people we've got in control in, in the history of the world. And, and he's the one working behind the scenes. And uh, why else would um, churches be singled out? Harold, we lost Easter. 2020, there was no Easter. Now, yeah, we had an online service. That's not Easter. Mm -mm. We lost Easter, the most important day on our church calendar. Um, that's the work of the devil. And we did it willingly, compliantly. And a whole bunch of Christians are closed till next year, which means they're missing Christmas. Yep. Then, yep and, uh, but, but they're going to let people go trick-or-treating. The local authorities are going to let people go trick-or-treating on, on Halloween. I wonder if on the sidewalks up to people's houses they're going to have those red things say, stay six feet away yeah, no. on every street. You know they won't. No. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, Harold, it, it is, it is the, the single most painful thing about all of this for me 
is is just this idea that we have been so compliant. Now we we have people wearing masks or face covers. Um, um, that's a sacrifice we're we're making. Um, but are we going to do this forever? Are, are we are we going to keep pointing elbows at each other forever? What a dumb thing that is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody that points an elbow at me says, oh, Pastor Ron, I want to hug you so bad. You know, we're, 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 we're losing our way or we have lost our way and we got to get it back. Yeah. We got to get it back. Paul, you want to add anything? No, because you know what? I'm so sick of Mr. COVID. <laughs> I'm just sick of it. You know, that's that's all we seem to be talking about, you know, but it's a reality. and It's not going away. It's not going away, but, yeah, no, I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm sure a whole bunch of people are kind of getting like me, too. Just really, Lord, you come back. Yeah, even that can be dangerous, though. We, we can get to the point, I just don't want to hear anything about it. And, and you know, this has got to be a matter of, of earnest prayer yeah. for for the church. Yeah. Uh, because we we are losing our identity while the world is sort of rejoicing mm-hmm. because of it. Mm-hmm. My my issue is okay. So this is all going on. I'm not happy about it, but how do I? How do we all retain our joy? You know, I know we win in the end. Jesus could stop this at any minute, and I'm praying that He will. Um, but how do we maintain our joy? That's what I feel is beginning to um, lack in our church, uh, or in the church, our church as well, in the church. So how do we maintain our joy? Yes, thank you, Jesus, that here in San Antonio, Universal City, Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, we're still able to come to church. Let me let me rejoice in that. Um, thank you, Lord, that so many of us have already had the virus at the same time, so pretty much our church is healthy again. I can rejoice in that. Um, more people are, are, are coming from other churches that are closed. That makes me sad. But at the same time, I can rejoice in that. So I'm, I'm working on a list so that I can maintain some semblance of joy because um, this whole thing has been stealing the joy. Yeah. Well, the, the answer to your question, though, is how do we maintain the joy? Bible says in his presence is the fullness mm-hmm. of joy. Mm-hmm. And we're spending more time in the presence, I'll use your euphemism, Mr. COVID. Mr. COVID, We're yeah. spending more, more time in his presence or more time in the presence of our fear yeah. or more time in the presence of our opinion about how things ought to go mm-hmm. uh, instead of being with Jesus. Okay. And, and you know, the truth is, you know, um, again, we're going to respect people's need for distancing mm-hmm. as best we're able. At the same time, when somebody comes to us with tears in their eyes and they need to be hugged, I'm going to hug them. Yeah. It's just that straightforward. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, um, we've talked about this as well, but, but the, 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 the authorities would have us not sing worship to God. Yeah. And so God inhabits the praises of his people. So these aren't things that we do just because this is the way church goes. Mm-hmm. We do it because we really love these things. I'm not even a music person, and, and I love worship. So we, we've got to be with Jesus, and we've got to remember that our life isn't our own. We, we don't get to say, well, I'm not going to do that, or I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And the people who are giving in to their fear if they're honest, if they'll examine their heart, what they're going to find out is that they've changed. And that change isn't more like Jesus, it's less like Jesus because that's what the devil does with our fear. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been reading uh, in Romans, uh, and it's talking about faith, talking about getting your joy back. And in Romans 5, it says that faith brings joy. And like our caller Harold saying, it seems like the world is attacking the Christians. And the joy should be that we should be able to stand up and march. You know, we can protest. Protest, come to church, there's a protest, basically. But in Romans 5, it says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God, which you're talking about, in his presence, his fullness, your joy. 
I have peace with God. I know who I am in Christ um, because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. And, and like you were saying last night, we've forgotten what Jesus has done for us. For me, I'm 68 years old. There's a whole bunch of times that Jesus has intervened and rescued me. You know, and you asked a couple times um, ago, how many things has Jesus rescued us from that we aren't even aware of? You know, so anyway, um, but because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. How are we going to do that? My privilege of standing is here at Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, and I don't want to miss another day. Um, I had to stay home for two weeks, hated it. Uh, but, and we confidently, like I said, and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. I want him to come back today. I'm so done, just so done. But we can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials. That's a tough thing, you know, for everybody. Um, but we can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. You know, the whole world saying, we're in this together, we'll get through this and all that stuff. But as Christians, the Lord is using this trial and all trials to um, help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. That's where I'm struggling, Pastor Ron. The church seems to have lost their strength of character. And it feels like we're, we're King Saul and the 600 men of his sitting under the pomegranate tree, and the world is mocking. And that's where I've lost my joy. You know, not that I'm—I'm I'm still afraid to. Um, and yet, I don't want fear to say, ooh, you know. That's what I was talking about on Monday night when I was teaching. I want strength of character because I know Jesus is in my presence. There's sometimes when Jesus is weeping, you know, over Jerusalem, Jerusalem, only you knew he came. Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, if only you knew I'm here in the church with you. Have you all come through? Yes. Um, have you lost your way? A bunch of us have. Have you lost um, your confidence in the Lord? A lot of people have because it hasn't turned out the way we thought it would. Um but strength of character, and then character, if we will allow this trial and testing to do what it's supposed to do, it will strengthen our confident hope of salvation. You know, we're so—I know I'm preaching, huh? We're so, like, I want everything to be just perfect. I don't want my kids to struggle with anything. I don't want my grandkids to—I don't, I don't want to— um, but character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. God's saved us, and he's going to continue to save us. And we're to remember that we're not to think it's strange when we suffer trials of many kinds. Yeah, yeah. These are part and parcel of the Christian walk. Yes. And this hope, he says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us. Do we? Do we really know how much God loves us? What did I say last night? We, we Intellectually, we know things. Yeah. But we've lost that connection between head and heart. Yeah. And, and I think that describes so much of the church. You know, the Bible says in the last days there will be a delusion sent. And the delusion permitted by God and people are going to fall away. There's going to be this great falling away or great apostasy. I feel like we're there. And, and, and I think we're there. And what we've got to keep doing is encouraging individual Christians rather than speaking to the church at large, the church in general. All we can do in our lives is speak to individual Christians and say, look, you don't have to fall away. You don't have to get caught up in the apostasy. You don't have to believe the lie. And, and you know, the truth is, Paula, we, we have determined by our actions that church was never really that important to us. Mm. We gave it up so quickly, yeah. so easily, without a fight. And, um, you know, I, I've talked about this on the program in response to questions, but I'm grateful that, that especially in those states where it is uh, draconian uh, as it relates to the, the regulations for churches, there are men who are standing up and saying, you know what, we're not going to close our church. We're not going to stop doing church. We're not going to sit. And uh, John MacArthur said, you know, they said, you know, that they got a church of 7,000 people. 
and they, they haven't had it. There's not a single hospitalization from COVID. There's not a single case of it that they, they can trace uh, to, to people in their church. And the people keep coming and keep coming and keep coming because they got tired of being away. Yeah. They found out how important church is. Mm-hmm. While in the rest of the country, even here in Texas, where we're, we're okay to go to church by caveat, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we kind of come and go through the motions and smile through our masks and, and don't let anybody get close, point elbows at each other when in fact um, there are people that are hurting so deeply. And they need to be loved. Yeah, yeah. And that's our job. That's right. Church is a hospital for sick people. Now we'll we keep the hospitals open, you know, and that's and rightly so, because sick people. But church is a hospital for sick people: the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, confused, and fearful. That's where their spiritual health can be revived or given. We got people getting saved now, but yeah. And so the end of that says, "For we know how dearly God loves us. He knows how dearly we love Him, because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love." I think a lot of us don't really. I don't know if we don't understand love, because when we we think about love, we're going to get everything good. And the Lord says that's not really the definition. We're in, we're in the last days, and in the last days we have to be ready for really difficult times. Yeah. It's going to test our toughness. It's going to test our commitment. Uh, it's as though Jesus is drawing that line in the spiritual sand saying, okay, you who are with me, get on this side. And he said, he who is not with me is against me. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean somebody's going to lose their salvation. That's what I'm talking about yeah. here. But what I'm talking about is the need to be who we are. We're the church of Jesus Christ, the pillar and foundation of the truth. And we need to declare it. Well, Paula, we're inside five minutes, so why don't you kind of change the subject for the last five minutes and if there's anything you want to talk about? Well, I I think I found where the Lord gave me my name, Pastor Ron. I'm going to show you. Okay. Okay. It's in 1 Peter 3. So I'm going back to that lady and then also the gentleman who is saying that, you know, his, his true love is really, why do we, um, he said his, his job and then his family. But anyway, because I'm kind of outspoken sometimes, so this is where I think I got my, got my name. Um, in verse 3 of First Peter 3, it says, Paula, don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. That's kind of a worldly, you know, I'm going to try to measure up to what the world standard sets. Um, but verse 4 says, you should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. And I used to think because I'm not as quiet or gentle, you know, when I see those words, that doesn't really describe <laughs> me. I'm kind of loud and I'm kind of, you know, ghetto-ish and a little harsh around the edges sometimes, but the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, you know, I know Jesus is with me. I know he's always at work in me to change me and to, shh, Paula, relax, trust me, which is so, here it is, precious to God. He thinks how precious I haven't written down on my paper. That's my name, Precious. And then he goes on to say, this is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God. And for the other lady who called. And, said, and Sarah, who did not give in to fear. Yeah, that's at the end. And accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called him her master. That's a small M. Like I'll call you Lord, small L. <laughs> you are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of, I love how this one says, without fear of what your husband might do. So you can still trust God, you know, no matter what your husband says or does. Now, we get to follow the Lord, and um, he says, when you trust me like that, it's so precious. It's just so precious. Um and then for the husbands, you know, in the same way you husbands, you guys need to get together. 
you must give honor to your wives. Um, treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. And once again, I want to tell you, um, just because we missed yesterday, I'm really, really grateful that all those other anniversaries, you were the one that was so excited mm-hmm. to say happy anniversary. So thank you for for that. And I pray that none of your prayers are hindered, Pastor <laughs> No, I, I understand forgiveness and the need for forgiveness. So mm-hmm. no guilt. Good. It's just... You know, that, that's a day I can't get back, a day you can't get back. I hate that. We, we, just, we just let other things sort of crowd out yeah. um, the things that are the most important, the things that are closest to us. Yeah, and I pray that I, I will not take you for granted, you know, um, and keep reminding myself that when God, mm. when you came to my door, he said, this is the one for life. At my age, you can't take me for granted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Paul Ladies Bible Study Monday night Monday night Colossians Meg Cruzado will be teaching And I I pray for as many ladies That can get in here Would A lot of them have been Hey thanks for tuning in To the day day edition Of the program You've been listening To the word To stand on for life I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh From Calvary Chapel In San Antonio, Texas Lord willing I'll be back tomorrow At 4 o'clock On AM 630 The word We'll see you then Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Oh,